You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 21st of November, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, given that next week is Thanksgiving in America, I'm pretty sure that we're not doing the show next week. So just want to let the, uh, let the uh, radio audience know that ahead of time. Um, uh, uh, last show for November. Um... And wow, that means we only have three more shows for the whole year, eh? Yep, yep. It's uh, <laughs> another year gone. It's like we've been doing this for a while, and it happens every time, and it still surprises me. Well, actually, it's funny. We were, we were talking before the show, and uh, Brasco gave us a count of how many shows we've done. 530, uh, I'm sorry, 540 some odd of... Uh, uh, Webcology, and uh, there was like 37 shows of the alternative, the show that you and I did did before Webcology. Yep. That brings us up to like, you know, like somewhere around, uh, sorry, six. When he does this to me, he drives. He does this to me on purpose to drive me crazy. Um, five hundred and forty-eight uh, web call G's, thirty-seven alternatives, five hundred and eighty-five shows all together. Um, it's a lot of broadcasting, bro. Yeah, yep. That is. Uh, I, I just did some some quick. Thank you, Google. That is over twenty-four days. 
<laughs> we have been broadcasting for 24 days straight. In my <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, okay. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, 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 the stuff actually happened this week. Um, what was the biggest thing that happened this week? It's really hard. Hard to tell. Um, we, so I'm in the middle of a meeting yesterday. I'm talking, I got two other SEOs on the phone, um, CEO of a large corporation, um, the uh, salesperson and uh, uh, owner of a company that I'm working with doing a contract with these other SEOs with this, this large corporation. And it had to be around, I think, two in the afternoon yesterday. And suddenly all conversation goes dead. We all look at our cell phones at the same time, and we all get the message, the um, California Consumer Protection message mm-hmm. from Google saying, uh, saying, hey, you got like a week to get it together. Yep. <laughs> um, what do you think about that? Uh, California Consumer Protection Act, um, bringing California in line with like European level prote- uh, uh, consumer privacy protection. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously support it, right? Like I, I support any movement that puts the power into a user's hands as to what happens with the data they are providing. Right. Like that's, that's just, I, I as a marketer, <laughs> you know, right? you know, you, you probably a lot of our listeners, you, I, you, you have this duality when you hit scenarios like this, right. You learn about, oh, okay. And users can, can now, you know, sort of opt out to having their, their data, sent to third parties and, and things like that. And it's like, well, as a marketer, I really, really like it. I think the more data I can use, the better I am. Mm-hmm. But then I'm a human being who goes, well, I like to be able to target them, but I'll be honest, there's times I'm in, in, you know, the, the settings or I'm, I'm doing, you know, audience targeting or something like that. And I'm like, Ooh, wow, this is frightening. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause whatever I can target means they know it about me. Um, and the idea of them passing that data off to third parties, which is really what this all boils down to, is frightening, right? For, for very obvious reasons, right? Like this is this is per- highly personal data in some cases. Um, you know, we're dealing with things like you know, what's your income, things like that. That. Are, are, I don't want that shared with just miscellaneous third parties. I mean, miscellaneous to me, they clearly would know who they are. So I, I support it. Um, and I, I suspect, I mean, because the California is the powerhouse that it is as far as, as population and, and spend and economies go, um, that we'll see this sort of roll out, um, you know, a, a little more universally over time. Uh, much the same, and, you know, I won't get into the is this good or is this bad, but, you know, California creates emission standards and all the car companies go, well, it's easier to just create one kind of car <laughs> than to create one for California and one for, for the rest of, of the United States. So fine, we'll just we'll just go to the highest standard and, and go from there. I have a, a feeling we'll see this sort of roll out into into other areas over over time, either because it's just easier to deal with because as soon as you have exceptions, like, oh, just in California, there's going to be some slip-ups, and like we see in the EU, um, th- there's going to be cases where you're sort of accidentally violating the law because, you know, this person was from California but traveling to here, right? Like, you can get into into odd scenarios um, they did face in the EU, so it'll be interesting to see how that rolls out nationwide. Well, as you said, this is a, this, this is such, such, or what the legislation covers can be scary in two different ways. One is when you're dealing with people 
people's personal information like um if you're not careful with it um you know maybe if you're like i don't know equifax and yep. use qwerty as your passwords or something you can like expose so much <laughs> consumer data that like data theft um and and identity theft becomes real real easy for a criminal and if you're running an online business you're running an honest business you're selling blue widgets like 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 good seos should or your clients are um you know you're taking you're taking responsibility for for the data that 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 the consumers give you so that's a scary thing mm -hmm. but the other scary thing is if you don't take that responsibility seriously you can run afoul of the law and if you run afoul of the law you can actually get in like you know definable trouble definable usually by like a monstrous fine now it's important to this this doesn't cover uh most smaller businesses in california um it covers businesses that have gross revenues of 25 million or more who buy sell or receive uh personal data of at least fifty thousand or more consumers mm -hmm. or households or devices and who derive at least 50 percent of their annual revenues from selling personal data now that ain't me and i don't think that's you dave um <laughs> but that could be a company like google or it could be a company like facebook um and it could be uh, you acting as a third party on behalf of a company like Facebook or or Google if you're if yeah. you're if you're like you know selling their services. So that's how this law can affect you. Google's got your back. Google is um, for people who are from the state of California. Google will restrict the amount of data it actually records on these people. Uh, it announced today uh, it's called Google Restrictive Services. Um, and uh, yeah, Google announced that they're going to try to uh, restrict data processing, going to try to help uh, people comply with the CCPA. Which is good. And of course they are. Um, and it makes perfect sense. So I, I think it is something that people need to be aware of. Um, it is something that lawyers need to be watching really, really closely, oh. like lawyers for large um, companies in a state that has a lot of large data collection companies in it. Oh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure they're watching. <laughs> Some of them salivating, going, oh, right, let me find a breach. Um, and other ones, uh, you know, making sure that their their clients aren't, aren't in violation. Okay, we got about, uh, I think, maybe five minutes before we got to go to break. Um, so here's a story that made me think of, 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 of like, a, a Limerick or something, or a tongue twister. The Bing in Spring is brutally then the other thing. <laughs> Apparently, Bing has been using um, bidirectional language, uh, 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 a bidirectional language figure outer machine. They've been using it since spring. Um, uh, uh, Bing has been using the technology that Google's like, you know, so, 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 what's the right word? Braggy about? Yep. Um, so. This is a weird question to ask another SEO because, like, the truth is, you may or may not know, but do you think uh, Bing's results have actually been producing better results sets than uh, Google? In some ways, they do, and in some ways, their interface lends itself to it. Um, I actually had a chance to, to chat with Frederick about just this very fact last week. Um, you know, and, and he's a, he's a good guy who understands that I'm going to go. You guys aren't good at this, or or you guys are 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 good at that, right? Like every engine 
has its its pros and cons. Um, I've been on this show um, for for a good chunk of time wanting to give credit where it's due when it comes to natural language processing and and the technologies involving neural networks and and that sort of stuff. I mean, Bing is 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 doing some really amazing and undersung um, work in the area, right? As as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I, I, I think we're not seeing better results in, in, you know, to, to say pro versus con. I mean, it, they don't have the, the user data um, to judge their, their search results in the same way, right? Like we, we've talked about that before on the show where Google, you know, ha- has the capability to go, okay, we can run a test for 15 seconds and see whether something's better because of the volume um, of queries that go on and they can judge your search results. And yes, they're not penalizing you for bad user signals, but they're judging the search results for it and, <laughs> and, and will adjust their entire algorithm algorithm around it. So, you know, bad signals being sent won't impact you because it's not a signal, but it'll impact all search results. So it's going to feel a lot like one. Um, so, you know, in, in that area, Bing can't really compete with Google at, at the same the same level, but it's not surprising to me to know, yeah, they, they were ahead on this one. They've been using it for, for, for months longer than Google did. Um, and, and I think we're going to see, I suspect, and this is sort of a fingers crossed, um, some some gains made by by Bing over the next probably year to two years, and I think this is one of those areas where if they can just they already control my desktop right and a lot of it if they can just bridge that gap um, and gain like how much market share would they have to gain for all of us to go oh Bing and then once we start talking about it you know with our clients it, it sort of spreads out so we keep talking about Google so Google is the dominant market share but can Bing chisel away. Yeah, I think they could. And the more they chisel away, the more data they'll have, the better they'll be. In some sectors, like, say, finance, say Bing is sitting, at least in Canada, um, at about 20%, 20% of search results, generally skewing towards an older audience. Mm-hmm. Um so when you're looking at like one in five searchers, that's significant enough to pay a lot of attention to. Um, when you're looking at like the majority of search, what Bing is probably like, I mean, it's pretty hard to say. I, you're, you're, the, the, the stats that they publish tell you that they're 12 to 18%. And then you look at your, your, your um, analytics and it tells you that Bing is like, you know, driving 18 searches in the mm-hmm. last like three months. Um, so it's hard to say, right? Well, and it comes out of, it's funny. We get so skewed. I mean, we can look at client data as well, and, and we all do. But if we're just looking at our own, of course, Bing is enormously lackluster, right? Like nobody's looking up SEO and internet marketing stuff on Bing, right? Like they're obviously aware of this and they want to rank on Google. So most of us are getting our traffic from Google, us in the industry, people that are mm-hmm. you know, probably a lot of our listeners. Um, but you're right. As soon as you get outside that, um, you get into into different sectors, different age demographics, all of a sudden it changes. And some of this can be really important. I have a, a client, for example, um, who sells or, or you know, his product is really, really high end. I mean, like $14,000 a week, high end vacation rentals. Um, that that's all well and good. The people doing the like first queries, um, you know, they, they probably use Google, right? Like they're, they're going in there, they're in their like thirties or whatever. And, and they're on Google. But what we found is once you go up a level, so you go to the person who's actually about to cut that check, they're in their sixties. 
70s, right? Like these, these are the grandparents often of those people that started the queries. The decision maker is going to Bing, even though the vast majority of their traffic is coming from Google when we compare engines. The, conversion the, the decision maker is not from there. Um, it's like they're, they're um, you know, when we look at their mobile, a lot of their people are looking on um, on Android. So we were skewed for a while towards Android. Mm-hmm. But the actual people, when they're on the ground moving around, are using iPhone, right? So they're actually trying to find there. So all of a sudden, the reviews there are incredibly important. They've already made the decision, but we want them to, like, see good reviews when they, when they land there. Fortunately, the client does have have some good reviews but all of a sudden we're like okay it's not just about your reviews over on google right (laughs) we need to make sure that people who are land like actually looking for how do i find your office are seeing positive you know are are being introduced with a positive experience um when they when they first see your your company listed there so i think it's important in in this context to understand who the full decision process is if you're like a tech company you have clients in ai yeah it's google right but as soon as we get into into different areas, travel's a big one, and we'll be talking about travel after uh, a little later in the show because Google's making some moves there that are they are significant too. Um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll you know as soon as you get into those areas, though, suddenly it's not quite as clear as maybe it was. Quick, you know, a quick announcement. Um, last Sunday, the seventeenth was uh, Webmaster Radio's fifteenth anniversary. Fifty decade and a half of uh, of, uh, of bringing like you know tons of content. So a few things are happening. The uh, the network's building a new website, um, new logos, new uh, new artwork, uh, possibly possibly new show bumpers. Who knows? Um, uh, we're gonna hear you're gonna hear us referring to it as WMR.FM a lot more, uh, or WMR. Um, I'm gonna shorten the name. Still Webmaster Radio. Um, anyway, there's going to be changes coming up. Uh, all the shows are, as far as I know, all the shows are, are, are mostly going to be the same. Um, we're, we're still here. Um, but Webmaster Radio itself, rebranding, uh, growing, uh, 15 years old as of the weekend. And uh, way cool. That is really cool. <laughs> and on that, you know, this is we, we got to pay for it all. So we got to take a break here. Web College on WMR.FM. Stick around. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beast Architect Marketing, this is Jim Hedgeman and Joey's Media. You're listening to Webcology on the uh, 21st of November, 2019. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? 
it can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 21st of November, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, it was uh, over, over, over at... Uh, the guys at the, uh, the, 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 the SEO Dojo are having a weekly conversation or a weekly hangout, um, uh, usually about an hour before, uh, before we go on air. And this week they're talking about um, Position Zero. Everyone's talking about Position Zero. Google is doing so much they can to throw anything they can into Position Zero. Um, that's like, you know, a rich snippet or a rich answer or a, a, a knowledge graph or something that's above the, the traditional 10 blue links, often that um, has you clicking on it rather than the traditional search results. Dave, it's been a while. Uh, we know that, that, that Google is increasing uh, the, the space it, 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 it's giving to uh, rich answers in mobile search. Is this affecting hook-throughs for your clients? Like, are you noticing? Yes. Yes. Um, but I think a good question as well for, for, for you and, and me um, is, is it affecting click-through rate for queries I need to click-through on? Or is it just for queries that I was using for branding, right? And that, that varies client to client. Um, you know, if you're a large publisher, this could be damaging. Um, you know, I have clients, actually the, the same client I was referring to there, where we have a lot of supplemental information about the region they serve for vacation rentals. If we show up as the featured snippet, no problem. Chances are this was a query just related to the area. We're producing some content for that area. I've actually structured it for featured snippet. Um, do I mind if their click-through rate goes down? No, as long as a competitor doesn't get it, right? Like that's, I, I'm good because these are informational queries. They're they're just hmm. about the region or something going on there or weather, or whatever, right? Like it, it's not actually my intent queries for 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 purchase. Um, so in that case, I don't really care. Um, I mean, I do, but you know, obviously, I'd rather have the click, but. More important is I'd rather a competitor not get the click or the branding. So from that context, it, it can, and it certainly has. In other cases, though, I found not featured snippets, but the you know FAQ schema. So you get the drop downs and stuff. Actually improving click-through rate where we're providing the full answer, and yet we're still like, it's actually improving the click-through rate. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we gave you the full answer in these drop downs right in the search result, like in the search result, but 
there we go. <laughs> you know, you're, you're still clicking through for more information. Great. You can see like the pictures and stuff now, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's, I, I think it is going a, a little bit in both directions for us. And, and at the end of the day, it's, you got to kind of look at what's your goal. What is, what is an acquisition and do you really care about the click? If my, number of clicks from search go down, but my revenue from search goes up. Do I care? Not really. Actually, <laughs> in fact, you do care. It's working for you. It's good. Well, exactly. I guess I care from that context of uh, like, I just care about how much are they giving me and am I more than paying for it? And, and as long as that remains steady and it has so far, um, then, you know, that's, that's kind of a win. But again, I, we do have a couple publishers as well that we work with and there it does get a little stickier and it leans more towards the, yeah, we're producing less ad revenue, you know, from, from this specific query, but it's us or them, right? So, and, and if we're going to take the third them being Google, they get to win, <laughs> you know, really big um, and provide the answers basically for free. For now, once voice search starts coming in, it'll it, like really picking up. I mean, it's in, but once it starts really picking up, now we'll have a new arena to play in and, and we'll see how that uh, that really plays out. Well, I can, that's just, I can, that's, that was forming in the conversation in, in other parts of the industry is this um, Google taking away from the space where uh, the t- traditional 10 blue links would be would be vis- more visible. Um, there's still 10 blue links. It's just harder to find them. Sometimes there's like between seven and nine of them, but there's still 10 blue links, um, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um it's we've been talking about integrated marketing for a couple of years on this show and on, on other shows on, on on the network um you know about making sure that your uh, ppc your ppc team your social team your organic team um that they're all working in concert and hopefully being directed by by a really competent uh, uh marketing or, or communications person um and Google taking away the traditional blue links, the free advertising, the great loss leader of search. Um, organic is still driving more traffic than anything else on the web, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think there was a quote I saw uh, in Search Engine, uh, Search Engine Land, uh, a quote in an article uh, quoting Ryan Jones. SEO as we know it is dead, but that's okay because that means that it's leading to the rise of SEO as we should be practicing it. And again, this is like SEO isn't its own silo. It's a big part of all the other silos. Well, you know what? That's not surprising that it came from Ryan, right? Like he's a bright guy, was very insightful in, in sort of the, the view of the the world at large, and that's exactly right, right? Like you need to to figure out what it is as part. If you went in and went, I don't have email marketing, I don't have paid search marketing, I don't have social campaigns, I'm just relying on organic search. Yeah, this this might not be great for you, but the fact is, we keep buying stuff. <laughs> like an acquisition is happening somewhere. It's just a more diversified where. 
um, that might be, right? So maybe you need to up your game on remarketing. Maybe you need, Google needs to catch up on a few things and go, you know what? I need to allow people when they show up for a featured snippet and then like the person now changes their query. So clearly that's, that's the answer they wanted. I need people to be able to remarket that, right? Like we need to come up with a way to go, okay, I want to like target people who've like, you know, with remarketing to just hit the featured snippets, right? Like where featured snippets have shown, I, I need to be able to come back and, and advertise, especially that'd be great for publishers, right? Like, oh, okay. They're interested in this kind of content, these kind of answers. Great. Let's let people remarket to those. Is it coming? Well, it seems like money on the table, <laughs> so I'm going to guess it is. Um, but I think that's that's a sort of area where we need to be looking as us and going, okay, there there is money here. People are still buying stuff. People are still looking stuff up. Um, people are still looking for information. They're not buying less stuff. They're not consuming less information. So. I just need to figure out the variety of places are going. And as search marketers, it's like, well, that's, that's more diversified. That means that there's more money in it for me and I can turn that into more money for, for our clients. Right. So, because as long as you're doing it and your competitors aren't, if you can be one step ahead, that's why I love like new SERP features and layouts and stuff. I'm like, great. If I can be first, fantastic. Yeah. I made my life hard. All that means is I need more billable hours to do a job, but it also gives me the chance to get ahead of all your competitors by, you know, at least weeks, maybe months, um, and, and, and get in there and, and you can make more money. And so can I, right? Like it's great for us. <laughs> so we just need to, to look at it right. And I, I was actually mentioning that just like a week ago, um, at SMX going, you know, pay attention to the layouts because this is where the money is. As soon as this changes, as soon as something new comes, jump on it. Yep. Your client has to pay you more money. And now you're ahead of your competitors by, by a good chunk when they're beta testing, pay attention. <laughs> you know, follow Barry Schwartz, right? I mean, needed to mention his name. Follow Barry Schwartz on Twitter. And when he talks about they're testing something, great, get in there. <laughs> they might not launch all of it, but test it out. And they'll probably, you know, deploy at least some iteration of like half of them, right? I'm just anecdotally listing off that half. I don't know the exact percentage, but enough of them that it's worth it <laughs> for, for the client and for you. Okay, we were talking about position zero. This is what got what this segment started. Yeah. Actually, Google um, Google has really dominated a lot of travel sector. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of travel sector clients, um, so you know Google's been right in there, elbows deep. Um, I, do you know what I mean? Garbage with clients, do you? Because if you do, I got, so, I got some news for you. You might want to, you might want to sit down. <laughs> I don't, but I know where you're going, and I think it just, yeah, go go ahead. Tell, tell our, our, our listeners the story, uh, okay. and then we can go into all the stuff that this, including a Mike Blumenthal find. Mike's got something to say about this, too? Okay. Not about cool. this one, but about yet another foray into the travel sector, so we'll huh. cover both of them. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so... Google is, um, well, now it's getting into car rental, um, recommending, recommending and comparing uh, car rental prices, offers, deals, etc. Um, given the information it has on your travel plans and um, your itinerary, I'm pretty sure Google's striving to provide a seamless series of recommendations for you to get you from point A to point B to point C to point Z and back again. Um, and uh, this is definitely cutting the grass of a number of established companies that are already out there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and, and you can really see, like, when we when we put this in the context, you're right, like, we're, we're in a sector that I... I, I've been watching this sector very, very closely. Um, you know, obviously I have a lot of clients in it and try to piece together, oh, okay, they're doing this, but what does it mean? Right? So if you have a, a rental, like a car rental company, yeah, absolutely. This is you know, directly impactful for those of us that don't, but do have travel clients. Um, you know, I think we can be looking at this going, okay, complete trip now, right? Like we have flights, we have hotels, Okay, now we have car rentals. This is reminding me a lot of Expedia, right? Like this is like a lot of, of what Expedia is is offering um, in their challenges. And um, Mike had posted. Now he, he's sort of going. I I don't know what this what this is, um, but had been logged in and noticed when he goes to like if you if you have a travel client, you go into the, you know sort of the left hand nav, the the booking area. You can like over oh, up there up there Google My Business area. There's one of the options is bookings and you can list in, you know, here's here my, my bookings are through TripAdvisor, whatever. Um, and he had noticed one that was Google. Um, hmm. So actually managing the bookings directly through Google. Um, now, I, I think this absolutely makes sense. I've had headache after headache after headache um, with the hotel ads and you need to have a really, really robust, um, like I think it's 50,000 listings, right? Like beyond what our, what our clients have. Um, I don't have any, you know, major hotel chains, um, on our, on our client lists. So we've, we've never gone into this. You can get around through hotel ads using some of the third party, you know, their partners. Um, I, I've never toyed with that mainly because my clients have gone, Nope. Um, we don't want to pay more money <laughs> for, for the acquisitions that we're already getting. Um, but now we're seeing, we have a, a Google, my business listed as an option and I wasn't able to duplicate it, but Mike posted a screenshot of it, um, of Google, my business as one of the booking providers. Now that would be very interesting and certainly, a, a, an indication that we might soon, like we can already create the feed per their, um, hotel ad specs. Are they going to let us start giving that feed directly to them? Um, I suspect that they will tie that into Google ads. Yeah. Would I pay for a direct ad? Yeah. I just don't want to pay the third party as well. And that's where I was with the client. Like we'll pay for the click. We just don't want to pay the third party fees as well on top of that. Cause now our, our, our profit is, is too low. Like it was a good business decision on, on our clients, clients end. Cause I have one who was specifically interested in this. Um, so it, this is going to be interesting. And then we combine that with the, with the, with the car rentals, with, with some of their other changes in the space. And clearly Google's trying to become what, I mean, I list Expedia cause that's, that's where I go. Cause it's through my, my sort of banking credit card. That's, that's the one I go well, yeah, through. I got the same thing going. I'm a, I'm an Expedia user myself. I don't mean to give them the plug or anything, but why, why shouldn't Google be Expedia? I mean, like your client doesn't want to pay the extra third and in this case, fourth party, uh, fees but why not just cut expedia or whomever uh, travelocity or whomever out of the uh out of the equation and um who cares who you're paying the fees to as long as you're making the sale well and that's exactly what it boils down to and in this space and it's like we were talking about with with google being a bank um in this space the advantage goes to Google because they don't actually have to make the money off the transactions like Expedia does. Right? All they need to do is make the money off the ad, which they will. Um, so they can actually take less from my client and deliver more. 
Um, do I think this is great for competition? No. Um, do I think that competition will remain fairly level though? Like I, I didn't see any great, you know, benefits to running around and checking TripAdvisor and checking Expedia and checking, you know, I mean, I did it, you know, you've probably done it too. Okay. Let's compare all the prices. What can I get this at? And you're like, wow. Okay. I managed to save $10 and it only took me two hours. Right. <laughs> Where it's just like, okay, I'll just go to this one. I might pay, spend 10 bucks more, but I've, I've rescued two hours of my life back. Okay. Things um, are so uniform. What you're saying, things are so uniform now. There's not really a price advantage. There, there's not really that. a price difference and a competition at the base level, right? Like my, my clients listings are still competing against the other listings in the area, right? It, it's, there's, there's not a big benefit to having a bunch of aggregators of listings. So will they win? I think this makes it a great space for them because you don't really hurt the consumer. Um, you just hurt the, the, the aggregators um, of data. Now, from an informational standpoint, like TripAdvisor, for example, is great for the reviews and write-ups. And I mean, I've used them many times, sad for TripAdvisor, um, that I go to Expedia to, to make the acquisition. But it's sort of like a, I go to Amazon to buy, but I did my research on Google, right? Like Google's problem as well in that one. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you do sort of hit this, this scenario where at the end of the day, it actually will, will create a more seamless environment for the user if they can get their interface. Their interface isn't horrible. It actually has a lot of perks to it. I can set up alerts better there than I can on, on Expedia, for example, and stuff. So because they, they don't care if you buy it cheaper, right? Like they're, they're totally good with that. So I get alerts on flights all the time. Now, right now, what I do is, oh, the flight of the price of a flight has dropped. All right. And then I just log into Expedia and I see where <laughs> I can get my trip at. And that's what they need to stop. And when they do, I think there's a lot, a lot of money in that for them. You know, I reckon just about anything they do, there's probably a lot, a lot of money in it for them, and they wouldn't do it in the first place. Um, actually, you know what? I, I, I apologize. I forgot who we were talking about. We're talking about Google. They don't care. Um, okay, we got time for one more, then we got to take a break. Um, one thing Google's been, been really good at recently is trying to reach out and explain to uh, to webmasters, web workers, uh, sales departments, marketing people, and, and even even SEOs um, through uh, you know videos and uh, uh, you know guys like John Mueller uh, uh, doing Hangouts. Um, videos got a uh, or Google has a new uh, video series on structured data. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched a lot of it. I like just full disclosure, but I, I think I'm probably a little further along in understanding structured data and how to use it than, 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 know, than, than, than the average or certainly the layperson. Um, but I think anything they can do on that regard, especially in structured data, you need probably a lot of our listeners. Like if you consider yourself at the intermediate or higher level of these things, you're like, Oh, that sucks because it was a big advantage. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, this was an advantage I had because beginner level SEOs um, didn't necessarily understand what they were doing in there. It, it looks technical, not realizing, oh, I can copy and paste this in a notepad doc. <laughs> but, um, you know, or, or, or whatever, that doesn't work on a large scale, but, um, you know, that it actually isn't as complex um, as a lot of people think. It can get complex. Complex if you really want to do it right, but right now there's 
such a low level uh, of, of implementation uh, of, of structured data that you kind of get in there with the, the base enough to validate and you're good. <laughs> I think for, 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 for people who are trying to avoid this, think of the world we're moving into. Um, smaller, smaller devices having to deal with a great deal more information. We're not going to be storing information on our devices. We're going to be grabbing it from the cloud all the time. Um, there, and there is just so much more information out there. Structured data helps our systems, helps Google, helps Bing, helps databases um, make sense of all this information that's out there. And you want a career in you know working in information because ultimately that's what we all do. Um, you need, you absolutely need to learn about structured data. Well, and we can go back. I think it was last week, maybe the week before we were chatting about um, Google was right. Uh, the week after Mr. Ogletree was was on our, on mm-hmm. our show, I remember going, oh, I wish he was on for this one. Um, but then moving away from requiring the feed for shopping ads and going, okay, we're just going to crawl your site and, and we can use it from there. Structured data is going to be part of what they're crawling and where they're pulling exactly. this product information. It's that important. Like this is core information um, that you can In pass. Fact- and pass more information than you could on your site, or, or that you could on your site, but you're not necessarily going to, on your site, provide all the same information that, say, a shopping ad, right, the shopping feed would require. No, but I am going to suggest that there is going to be a standard to how you do this, and that standard is going to be dictated by how, say, Google or Bing uh, want uh, their results structured. Yeah. Those who meet that standard will be rewarded. Those who don't will probably, you know, get some weird, um, not, not penalty, but not reward. Exactly. And if I can ask, like we, we try and prove over 24 days as it turns out of, of radio, if I can ask our listeners, just do me one favor, ignore all the advice we've given over the last few minutes and, and leave, leave us with the advantage. Right, that's <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe the podcasters will all snooze out because it's time to go to a break. We got to do it. We don't got a choice. Um, it's just the way the clock works. So, friends, you are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, aka WMR.fm. It is the 21st of November, 2019. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Facebook Internet Marketing, and both of us are back after these messages. Those ones, the ones coming up right now. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Joy, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring 
scoring issues of the day, such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus. November 17th, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Are you a PPC professional? Would you like a mountain of resources that will help you fine-tune your skills? Join the Paid Search Association, the only nonprofit organization dedicated to serving managers of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter advertising accounts. Check it out at www.paidsearch.org. That's www.paidsearch.org. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2020. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Radio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hitcher and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is 21st of November 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, before we get under our next topics, another quick announcement. We're not going to be here next week. It's uh, Thanksgiving, so uh, we're going to be um, doing what most good Canadians do on American Thanksgiving. We're going to be working. But... Um, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving along with our American cousins, of course. December 12th. Check out the show live. We have the great technical SEO, Jamie Alvariso, coming on. Um, Alvariso? Alvarico? I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with last names, but this is one of the... the, 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 the great technical SEOs uh, in the industry. Um, that, that, that's exciting, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super stoked um, about this one. For anybody with questions about JavaScript, tech, um, SEO, um, I saw her. She was she was at, uh, at SMX as well on stage with Martin Split. Um, and it was really, really interesting hearing Martin would explain what Google was doing and then she would explain it for the layperson. Right? Like, it was just this, this like brilliant back and forth but it was like ah, okay he's talking about high like high level still very like palatable um to to people like you could understand it but but then she would go into okay and this means oh, yeah. she, she she did she did a few videos with him didn't she yeah yeah she has um and uh yeah i mean it just yeah really really brilliant it, it will be a show to not 
um, not miss. Um, I mean, you shouldn't miss any of them, but this will definitely be one that uh, you'll walk away from understanding what's going on. And, and for folks without JavaScript sites, because I, I will be asking her a lot of questions, and I'm sure you will too, um, about sort of JavaScript and, and the ins and outs, even if you're not now, something like this, either JavaScript or something like this, will be what we're having to build in soon. Right? Like, yeah. like it or not, it, it just will be. So uh, you might as well get uh, get some lead time, just like we're talking about with SERP features earlier. Right? Like, just understand this now. And and eventually, I, I can't believe that like two years ago, I was like, it's the devil and I hate it. <laughs> um, but I'm starting to see it's sort of one of those. Yeah, but I, I get the, the the benefits of it. And once you understand how the back end and front end are working together, it's like, oh, OK, it just it is better. It's just got some growing pains. <laughs> but, Think um, of, again, like I was saying earlier, the, the world that we're moving into. You know, like calls into the cloud and trying to strip down everything to like simple components and uh, just lightweight everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Java. Yep. <laughs> okay, we have we we we're at a crossroads here. We can choose. This is like choose your own uh, choose your own radio adventure. Do we want to talk about the uh, scuzzy ass WSJ completely and on purpose, trying to misunderstand what search is about, or do we want to stay technical? <laughs> Ooh, Where do you want to go? Here, I mean, you know what? We can we can all rant and go. Journalists shouldn't be writing about stuff they don't understand. Just like lawmakers shouldn't be trying to regulate it. No, no. <laughs> I I say put Danny Goodwin in charge of the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Okay, that yeah. would actually be a vast, vast improvement. But it would uh, suck because it's really good having him in the search industry. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, for, for, at least they spell stuff right. I, mean, I, I don't even know how to go down this one, but they misreported and misquoted, and I don't even know if it was ignorance, willful. No, it was ignorance, on purpose. No, 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 no. Look at look at look at look at some of the stuff that people are saying. Look at Martin McDonald. What he's saying, what he's saying about yeah. being misquoted. That was on purpose. I, I'm I'm trying to give him a benefit of a doubt here. <laughs> no, the, the WSJ is um, they, they they came in with uh, with a bias, and they they fully pursued their bias. They didn't pursue the story. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's 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 horrible. It's a terrible thing. This is search. Search is probably the last bastion of um, mostly trustable information. If you forget about the influence of SEOs. Um, like, <laughs> And even us, most of us are, you know, like, you know, we're, we're, we are trying to preserve a, um, an information ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, what the WSJ was, 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 Wall Street Journal was going on about, about how search uh, results are, 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 are compiled and bias in search is, I think, dangerous. Yeah. It, okay. It is. I, I tend to agree, and especially I'm going to go this route. I mean, we're not talking about politics, but especially as we're heading into um, an election year, like things are amping up right now, and, and they're going to continue to amp up for the next 12 months um, on media bias and this and that. I, I think it's just a huge disservice to now skew what people understand about one of their primary data sources. Yep. Really, really frightens me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start spewing like ugly stuff. So let's just say technical. Just I, right. feel my, I can feel my heart rate like increasing already. Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, Google Maps become more social with local guides. 
local guides and Google My Business. Um, what do you think? Uh, you're going to have like a local guide talking to you directly, making uh, making recommendations on the fly for you. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's it's great. Um, I mean, I it's funny. Like I ten minutes ago got a you've made great recommendations. Like I'm a I'm a local guide in in my area and, and in a couple other areas that I travel to a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's helpful and favoring local guy like people who are local. I know when I'm traveling, um, what I tend to do, and I, I started doing this when I was traveling over in Europe, um, was I tended to look for reviews in the case of once I hit um, you know Italy or, uh, or or once I hit France looking for reviews that were sizable favorable and not in a language that I read comfortably <laughs> really, that's, that's why I'm like okay I want to know what locals like to eat because I'm here and I, I carried that over to my to my travels in Japan I'm like <laughs> I, I'm here to actually experience your culture so I don't want a restaurant where a bunch of people from Canada and the states went yeah this Japanese place was great fantastic Right? Like, no, that, that, that's not, that may be a nice supplemental information, but what I actually want is to know I'm here to experience your culture. So let me do that. So I, I, I really like the move um, on, on their part. I think it'll make traveling a lot more interesting. Um, and I think it'll be a lot more sort of direct and it moves them one, in, in, in their battle for hearts and minds. It moves Google one step ahead of um, the likes of Yelp or Foursquare because They've now got more people um, providing more direct information. Well, you got to be careful with this, though, because you know places like you know there's certain parts of Toronto where if the live guide is telling you go down this alleyway, don't. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't. Um, yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Um, I think this is a, a, a an interesting feature. Um, it's weird when Google um, has features that rely on the goodwill of volunteers. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the only critique I really have of it. Yeah, um, that's a fair one. Yeah, I, I'm 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 set up as a guide, as a local guide uh, uh, for 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 experiences in Toronto. I have been for for several years now. Um, I haven't been asked to take part in anything larger than that, um, and. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm quite interested because I, I want to be helpful to people when they come see my town, right? I, I, want to give, I want to give them a bit of pressure. So, yeah, I think this is a cool thing. It'll be interesting to see how well they sync people up as, as well, right? I can think of people asking me, where should I go in Victoria, right? Like where I'm from. <laughs> Well, actually, I have about eight quite like, and I've had people ask, right, like that are that are traveling here. I'll run into a tourist or or whatnot, and I have about eight questions first before I can tell you where I'd recommend. <laughs> and, and I think that's part of the pro and con to this is can you sync people up right? I like what I like. That doesn't mean that's what everybody will like. Um, but I can. I I am local, so I can if I have enough information or if they sync up people based on you know. And, and they would have this this data in, in some capacity as long as the person asking has given them enough to sort of sync up and go, okay, we know this person tends to like in their city what Dave likes in his. Right? Like, oh, okay. Right? Like, now we can sync these two up and, and, and sort of favor reviews from people like them. They, they've got to be doing this at some level. But when, when we get into something, as you're saying, where it's relying on volunteers to provide extra information, it, it, it will be it, it'll be it will be problematic for them. It, it'll be challenges. Um, a person I will be interested in in hearing 
um, on this subject from will be uh, your friend of mine, Mr. Bill Hartzer, who's, I think he's like a level 10 local guy. Like he's just, oh my goodness. No doubt. <laughs> he's beyond. Um, he's a level 10 SEO all around. Yeah, he is. <laughs> guy's super smart. Um, and uh, yeah, like I know he's he's pushed that envelope. I don't even, I, I think he's sort of at the top tier and it's like, well, now I just get points for fun. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a lowly level six working on seven now. <laughs> to get people at contacts and I've been doing this for a while. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and, and maybe we'll pull them on the show or, uh, you know, chat about it. Uh, yeah, you know what? We'll try and pull them on the show and chat about, uh, about this and, and what people can do and what its impact might be on, on SEO. I'm, I'm definitely a lowly level one. I'm one of those, Hey buddy, go down that alley. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're in our last minute. Um, it was a story I wanted to touch. I, there's a couple of stories I wanted to touch. We're just not going to have time for Google's going to set uh, limits to targeting and content options for, for political ads moving into this uh, election cycle. Uh, options going to be limited to age, gender, and general location, and they are daring Facebook to do the same. And I really wanted to talk about workarounds to uh, help Google find uh, your no-index file now that Google's having trouble finding your index files. Um, check out Search Engine Roundtable for both of those stories. Uh, we didn't get any Search Engine Roundtable stories today. Friends, we're not going to be here next week. Next week is Thanksgiving, so on behalf of Dave Davies and the rest of the people at Webmaster Radio, um, thank you for being our audience. Um, and stay safe and uh, drink lots and drive less. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You have been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 21st of November, 2019. Stick around the network. More great content coming up, and we're back on December 5th. Be well. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and Woo! hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.